That's right. I'm off the schneid. I scored one of the top scores in the entire fantasy football league. You did? About like a half point behind you. I was like, No, no, yes. no, no. You were way behind me. I was top score, by the way. By what, one point? No, by more than two points. Oh, there you go. Uh, and you know what? My bad. Best is best. You know what I mean? To hey. be the best, you got to beat the best. <laughs> Woo! Yes, thank you, Ric Flair. <laughs> Dear Lord. <laughs> Um, so anyway, I, I am ninth place right now, and top eight make the playoffs. You're trying to act like it's a big deal, whether or not like you finish first or eighth. It really does not matter. You're right next to Dino right now, though. Eighth place is playoffs. Ninth place is not. Am I not, am I not correct? Uh, I'm still tied with the, with like three people who are also in the but playoffs. You're not, but so you're, but if, one week away from fourth place in our league. The question is, Tommy Tommy Bechtold in the studio with us. If you're tied. If it says you're in ninth place, you're in ninth place, right? You're not in the playoffs oh, right now. You're right, because the season did just end. I apologize. The season's <laughs> over, guys, and there's no more games, well, if we base so it, we should totally if we base, base it on right if now. If we based on that, then we would never talk about anything until the season was over. Welcome. You're always doing if the season ended today scenarios. That's what we do. Welcome back to the one of three all-year episodes of Raisin Brent. Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And we are joined by special guest, friend of the show, Tommy Bechtold, star of lots of things. Hello. Tommy, where do the people here, where would they know you from? Where should they find you if they love what they hear? Well, you can find me every Wednesday night at the IOS at 9 p.m. doing improv. That's a comedy theater here in Los Angeles. Yes, or you can find me on the internet on the stream.tv hosting the Gotham After Show, Mm -hmm. a show that's everything Gotham. Everything you could ever want. Ray hates that show, and I I love it. uh, How dare you? It's the exact opposite. You gave up after like one episode. I love Gotham. Me too. I wanted to do, actually, remember that? I wanted to do Gotham for this show, and you vetoed that. I did. You flat out. It started off so weak. It did, and it's gotten much better. So much better now. But I gave up. It was like fringe. I gave up by then. I understand. And then I guess you could also catch me certain Wednesdays on ABC's The Middle. Well, that's kind of a big deal. At 8 8 p.m. The Middle. Star of a network sitcom. Depending on star, when. Star. 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 The undisputed Man, star of that you're show. you just hanging with Neil Flynn all the time? Me and Neil Flynn are just chain smoking, drinking Budweiser's. <laughs> Neil Flynn, another I.O. guy. Another I.O. guy. That's what I'm talking about right there. Yes, sir. You also were the inspiration for the rock opera Tommy. I was. It's uh, true. Born uh, with sight and hearing. Lost mm-hmm. them after seeing my uh, mother's boyfriend kill my father. Mm-hmm. Born uh, 20 years after the the musical was yeah. created, but still about Time you. Traveler. That's, yeah. right. That's not how inspiration works, Brent. That's you can inspire right. things well before you came to be. I like to think that my soul, well up in heaven, was inspiring the members of the band Who, The Who, uh, to write that rock opera. You know what? Yes. That's correct. I'm yes. with it. Yes. So uh, we got Tommy on this week. We got lots yeah. of things we're going to talk about this week. We'll have a little one on one on one conversation with Mr. Tommy Pector. Oh, Tommy, you got to settle a, a, a well, bet yeah, for us. We're going to do that. Because got... Ray's trying to snake out of his bet. I'm very nervous it's about this. Walking Dead, way. and we don't know why you're going to go with this. We, me and Brent made a bet last week. We'll lay it out for the Walking Dead segment. We're going to break down the Major League Baseball playoffs, unless, Brent, unless you don't want to talk about it. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we don't have to if uh, you don't want to. It's kind of boring. It is pretty boring. Uh, it's pretty boring. It's been a pretty boring Since the Royals are just steamrolling everybody, Eey. despite what Ray said. Wow. Wow. I, didn't, I did not pick the Royals to win the World you Series. You did not? You didn't pick them to win Game 5 against Houston? But, Ray, you and I are belligerent AL Central. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> like, but we're we, AL Central. No, but I mean, like, we're saying like, we would, I would root against any AL Central team. Well, like, okay, is get, that right? Exactly. To be fair, Brent, would you be rooting against the White Sox if it was the White Sox right now? Would no, you be but rooting against the Indians? I used to cheer for Jack Morrison 
and his awesome mustache. I mean, do you understand how quickly I turned on the Royals after like 20 years of futility where they were just terrible? I was mm-hmm. like, oh, the Royals, they're, that, they're cute and awful. And the Tigers have become mighty again. And they got good for two years. And I'm like, and I hate like, those guys. Oh, now they're actually good. They're, now they're I bullies. hate them. They're bullies in the league. <laughs> you know, they're kind of like the new Colorado Avalanche, if you will. Yes. Hmm. Going back. Uh, uh, well, uh, if that's what if, if you mean winners, then yes. I'll <laughs> take wow. Those. I mean, a bunch of jerks. Uh, we also <laughs> got to break down NFL Week 6 in the books. We're on the board, Brent. We finally got one. Oh, yeah. I have to take pride in it, and we will be breaking down hey, all the Lions highlights. Yes. I loved it. Their impressive victory. Look, when they, when they almost, when, when you let Chicago tie, Alshon Jeffrey got so many yards at the end of the game that I needed. Hey, so I was happy that you guys came back and forced overtime. I thought for I a second it. there you were going to talk down Chicago as an opponent, and I was like, Brent, as a Chiefs fan, that's not a wise crack right there. No, no, no. not a wise crack right there. No, I'm there. not. Uh, here's the deal. <laughs> Neither one of us should be too proud about either losing or hey, beating Chicago because they're not good. More importantly, I tied our bet. You did what? Remember we made a bet when the after week three of the season, who would have more wins on the season, Chiefs or Lions? And I took the Lions, you took the Chiefs. Interesting. And did we really make that we bet? We 100% made that bet. And you guys are tied. And now we're tied <laughs> after six weeks. Well, you're probably going to win it because we have no Jamal Charles and Macklin got knocked out of the game it's last week. It's not looking good for yeah. you, but here's the deal. It's not looking good for us either. That's true. But uh, we're going to come back. We're going to have a little uh, 1v2 conversation, a shouting fest, if you will, with Tommy Bechtold. And we will do that right after three seconds of... Q Lazarus. Tommy Bechtold. Yes. Talk to me right now. Because you are you're you're a Michigan guy. I am. I, I I'm a Michigan guy and a New York guy, I have to say, fully truth truth be it's told. All true. Uh, my father was a proud Michiganer, is still alive, living in New York, Rochester, New York, as, as is my mother. But my father was so belligerent about us not being Yankees fans. Excellent. Uh, That's as good parenting. Children, that he uh, <laughs> insisted that we become Detroit Tigers fans, uh, which was great, which was a great gift that he gave me because I believe they won the World Series the year I was born and then promptly lost for most of my life until 2006, which was uh, a, a kind of a bummer, and then got really good, and then got bad again this year. So what I hear you saying is the Tigers are waiting for you to really find religion so you can be born again. That's right. So therefore they can win the next World Series. That's true. I need to, I need to be born again in the <laughs> eyes of a risen and forgiving Christ. Uh, and then... <laughs> I grew up uh, in Rochester, which is uh, about an hour from Buffalo. So that is Buffalo Bills country, which I have to say, like, love or hate the Buffalo Bills. And if you hate them, there's something wrong with you. How does anyone hate the Bills? I mean, just that's like hating the Royals at this point. You said you hated the Bills. I never said that. All the time. (laughs) How dare you? Based on fan belligerency alone, the Bills are good for every Bills home game, which the Bills usually lose at home. And there's actually there's a theory that, that Bills fans have that we win on the road and lose at home because it's so insane in Buffalo the day of a home game that everybody, including the team, is too excited and they just kind of joke. Like, because there, if you go on Deadspin the day after a Bills game, there's nothing but videos of like two Buffalo Bills fans suplexing each other into like <laughs> cases of Labab Blue or like <laughs> nice. a guy, 
the guy who was playing Dizzy Bat that like face planted into a bus or I was going to say you say the word excited now does the word excited suddenly mean massively intoxicated yeah, overnight I wasn't I mean okay. that's what I thought it meant that's, that's also, what I assumed I mean okay. we're also in Molson in Labatt's country and I will say let's not forget the highlight from four weeks ago of the Buffalo Bills fan who brought a one dollar stuffed with cocaine into the game oh geez that's right <laughs> uh, people doing coke in the you, stands you gotta keep it up you know I mean the Bills fans hey they, it's uh, cold up there they've been drinking you gotta cut that buzz a little bit I guess I don't I, uh, that was a little bit for me that was uh, that was a well uh, thing to be proud of Tommy would you like to touch me right now yes oh, there you go you have they just are touched, actually touching you have just touched a uh, a descendant like a third cousin a couple times removed of Buffalo Bill Cody wow that's me that's there right wow. Huh? wow the real Buffalo wow. Bill wow the namesake of our franchise that's right. <laughs> I feel I, it's. I thought it's not. So it's not named after the killer from Silence of the Lambs. I don't. I've been confused so. about that. Uh, I I don't know that I've ever said this before, but Precious. I can actually feel Buffalo Bill inside me. Precious. Right now. <laughs> Precious. You like a real big fat person. <laughs> Wasn't that describing EJ Manuel? Goodbye. Yeah. Uh, it's EJ, just a great big fat person. EJ Manuel needs to be tried for attempted murder. Goodbye, Every time he throws the ball, and I love that you're singing that weird ass what song. What's happening? That's the song where he takes his mangina out. <laughs> Would you f me? <laughs> I'd f me. <laughs> I'd f me so hard. So here's the deal. Yeah. So that's why you're Ray? a Bills fan. <laughs> so Silence of the Lambs really turned me on to the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Tigers fans, that's from my dad. And then weirdly in basketball, I am a North Carolina Tar Heels fan in college. How? How does that make that sense? That is... Uh, what planet? This is That is a hand-me-down uh, fanship uh, in which my, my cousins and my sister were both Carolina fans. They were older than me, and I just acquired so much North Carolina clothes. It's like a five-year-old that I just kind of was like, yeah, that's my favorite college. At a certain point, if you're wearing it enough, I guess I like it. Yeah. You know they had that uh, one good player, Michael Gordon. Yes. Yes. Michael Gagorn. Michael Gagorn. He was wonderful. I think that's the correct pronunciation. Michael Gregorian. He was Armenian. Yes. Uh, Uh, Yeah, he was the Armenian nightmare. (laughs) He was seven foot one, 265 pounds. The Armenian nightmare. Air Gregorian. I was a big fan, actually, of the Stackhouse Wallace uh, North Carolina team. Oh, yeah. I bought a a jersey, like a workout jersey that's inside out uh, white on one side and light blue, Carolina blue. Carolina does have the sharpest. They're cool. Yeah, I like their jerseys. look good. I have a currently in my possession. I have a uh, Jawad Williams jersey, yeah, uh, which is still in pretty good condition. And then I have a throwback Jordan Carolina jersey. They look really cool. As opposed to like Michigan, also a very good basketball <laughs> team, but not going uh, historic- to poop talk them here. Historically, <laughs> but the, you know their uniforms remind me of. Goodbye, horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Well, so that's my sports. Uh, that's my sports ID. Uh, you know, I, I, NBA. I've kind of always rooted for individual players instead of a specific. team. That means the marketing's working on you. Yes. that's all that means. Right. Well, you know, as a kid, I really did like. I mean, I had the Rick Mahorn. Uh, Bill Lambier standing amongst the graveyards of uh, of the uh, Eastern Conference so team's uh, bad boy jersey. And I was actually able to buy the adult version of that shirt, a replica of that shirt this summer. So I now have that uh, in my in – my, uh, 
what would you call it? My my your wardrobe, my arsenal of clothes. There wardrobe is what I was looking for. <laughs> your arsenal uh, of clothes. Were you I a like Rodman fan? Were you a big Rodman fan when you were? Uh, I was actually as a kid. I had like a physical revulsion to the appearance really? of Dennis Rodman <laughs> Jeez, with his like tattoos and like I was always like, oh, he's a monster. Like he scared <laughs> me. Uh, but that was after he left. I mean, the Pistons. He just looked kind of seemed like a. He was kind of normal then. Normal a young guy. looking normal guy. Yeah, yeah with yeah. big ears. But then the thing you like look back is like he was constantly like displaying a, some sort of charitable message in his crazy mm. hair as well. Like it was like he'd have like an AIDS ribbon or a yeah. breast cancer ribbon. So it you wasn't guys, as evil as I thought. Do you guys it was. hear he got married to Carmen Electra? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's news to me. Is this, Brent. Are we doing like a, T- was, uh, a TMZ section? But from I was twenty just, years yeah, exactly. ago. <laughs> TMZ twenty TMZ. Hey, so Brent, how about that Black Hole Sun video, you guys? <laughs> Man, I've heard good things about Armageddon and Deep Impact, guys. I think there's room for two comet movies. This just in: Michael Jordan's thinking about playing baseball. <laughs> oh boy! Just want to let you guys know what's up. If you guys haven't heard Melancholy and the Infinite, in the Infinite Sadness, oh, the double goodness. CD, I, go buy it right now. I got to be honest with you. I don't know that there's going to be a comic that goes down more beloved in our time than Bill Cosby, and may he be on TV forever. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I love that guy, man, keep giving him sitcoms. He gets it, and the way he interacts, he just respects people. You know, what has He's he done just... other than I Spy? Though that's the only thing I've seen. Uh, he was well, on... him and Robert Culp really brought down the house with that one. Wait, he was on Leonard Part Five, right? Oh, <laughs> oh, six. Leonard Part Six. That was the one. I thought he get replaced in Part Six. What part I... Five was was <laughs> No, Five was Robert Culp. He came in. Part Six was the one with the Ewoks, right? That's, that's right. That is correct. The most. Yes. Yeah. So with the flyers. Part Five is generally considered the best. Boutini. Uh, Until seven comes out, right? Everyone's Leonard very part excited. Seven. Well, they're going back to practical effects on part seven. Well, what, <laughs> what I appreciate about Bill Cosby, though, is you know he sells those Jello pudding pops and whatnot. And anytime he hands you a food or beverage item, you should pretty much just wolf it down because it's going to be delicious. Tell you what, Cosby. He's got a soothing presence. Anytime I've ever had a meal at his house, I am out like a light within an it's hour. That tryptophan always like working. Thanksgiving every see day. It? At you Cosby's see the trailer house. for uh, Leonard Part Seven? <laughs> it's just a lady with a box going, "What's in the box?" <laughs> well, guys, I think we've derailed this segment about as hard as we can physically do it. Go Bills, go Tigers, go Tar Heels. There you go, go Royals. So we're gonna come back. Thanks, gonna... Tommy. Sure. There you go. We're gonna talk a little bit of uh, NFL Week Six after three seconds of Q Lazarus. NFL Week Six is now in the books, and we are in a mood right now, everybody. the the off The off kilter chatter going on off the air was maybe a little bit too much, mm-hmm. too much, mm-hmm. or was it not enough? It's probably not enough. It's that Tommy energy in the room makes us yeah. all feel like we can be more inappropriate than usual. We can fly close to the sun. <laughs> As close as we want with no consequences. Well, it's more so just uh, when, when the wings do melt away, uh, we'll be, we be cradled by Tommy. He will, he will catch us I will and hold us close. You. And then I'll give you a nice glass of wine and a couple whoops-a-daisy pills. You know what? There you go off to sleep, lamb. Yep. That Tommy Bechtold sure plays a mean, sure plays a mean <laughs> pinball. <laughs> Is that where we're going? <laughs> anyway, NFL Week 6 has happened. It's in the books. I'm very, very excited, which we'll get to in just a moment. But let's start off. We'll break down all the games really quick. We got the New Orleans Saints. What happened to the Atlanta Falcons in this game? They looked like world beaters this entire season long. Mm -hmm. The Saints really just handled them as the Falcons could not get out of their own way the entire game. That was a confusing matchup. I think they felt like they didn't have to, you know, we got this. We come in and then... 
they didn't have it. Well, it was just one of those they kept shooting themselves in the foot over and over yeah. and over. It looked it was like watching a Lions game out yeah. there. Yeah. We're obviously better than the other team, and then we're going to find every way possible to throw the game away. Hmm. I wouldn't draw that exact line like <laughs> Detroit's better than all the teams they play. Uh, but, yeah, they did lose like the Lions usually do. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not sure. What that was a partial agreement. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, on this show, I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, running down the list here, we've got the Cincinnati Bengals uh, beating Buffalo on uh, the road. The EJ Manuel game. Tommy, yeah. as a Buffalo Bills fan, break down what happened over here. Well, you know, we uh, we went into the game hoping that our uh, uh, it would be a trap game for the Bengals. Then our, our starting quarterback got hurt and didn't. Tyrod Taylor? Tyrod Taylor. The did man. Not, did okay, not. here's the deal. Ray has been talking about how he is trash, and I've been saying he's an up-and-coming quarterback uh, this again, entire season. you are full of lies today, Brent Pope. I am a Tyrod Taylor fan these days. That's you know, funny. I, I just say, say like, this game, just to be brief, I know we have to go quick, was like a bad, it was like a flashback for Bills fans because it was like, oh, we've been, even though we're 3-2 and two and we should be 4-1, and one, like, we've watched the team gets so much better. We have a capable quarterback who's a real leader. Oh, he's hurt. Here comes our our draft our number one draft pick, EJ Manuel, who we have you know invested so much. We invested two years of him being the starting quarterback, and he literally just throws the ball like my six year old nephew. Like it's just like it's so soft in the air, and it looks pretty because it's spiraling, and then it comes down into the defender's hands, so pure. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like you're just doomed. And then Sammy Watkins makes a big deal the whole week before not getting targets. And then Yo, he, that was ridiculous. Then and then EJ injures him with without a defender even touching him by underthrowing him wide open in the end zone, forcing him to cut sharply on his already maimed leg, and he <laughs> scores. And is injured. What was with the Sammy Watkins in the first place, though? He's been injured for like two, three games this year, yes. and then complains he doesn't have as many receptions as other people in the league. And he, it's like, well, yeah, you missed half the season. What are you talking he, about? His message, uh, I think, was uh, he he did not say what I think he meant to say uh, to give the classic excuse. But like he, I think his point was, you spent two first round picks on me essentially because you traded away your next year's first round pick. Why are you not treating me? like a Julio Jones or an A.J. Green or one of those guys who's getting targeted 15 times a game. I'm only getting targeted five to seven times a game. Why would you invest that much in me to not utilize me? And then, to, and to their credit, he I mean, he had, that was his sixth target that he injured himself on. Maybe now, that's why they're not targeting him. But it's clearly, he's always hurt. Yeah, I, I would clearly, say that, the, that's, clearly the team rallied around him saying that because they – Played so they did, yeah, uh, and now and now everyone on the defense is slowly the... coming out against Rex Ryan, which is <laughs> wow. great. When your defensive guru, head coach, fires your your defensive coordinator who, who gave you the number two defense in the NFL last year, and now your two hundred and fifty million dollar defensive line. Are you talking about Jim Schwartz? Jim Detroit Jim Lions. Jim Schwartz. Own. Jim Schwartz, the the aggressive hugger himself. We, you know, we call him the factor. <laughs> Nobody calls him that no, anywhere. I you know what? That. If I ever meet Jim Schwartz, I'm just going to smack him on the back real quick and just keep going. <laughs> give him a quick handshake and, and give him like a, a whip to the turnbuckle. That's right. oh, man. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that game sucked. Next. Well, the big story about that game, though, came after the game True. when on NFL Network they had naked players walking around on broadcast television, yeah. wangs in full view of the camera. Nice. Oh, Goodbye, full day. Full horses. NFL horses. Yeah. There were, there were no. no wangs in that scene. I, I will tell you after watching the clip, definitely no tucking going on. No, no tucking? No. Yeah, that's These are a, some, some proud men. That's a mistake. You probably don't want that. Uh, 
especially in the NFL. Don't we need more wieners on TV? The oh, biggest problem was during that shot, though, the biggest dick on camera was Adam Pacman Jones. Thank you, oh. everybody. Boom! Waiting all week to say that. <laughs> He's been through a lot. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of Tommy, tables. A lot. Of <laughs> before we leave this game, uh, Tyrod Taylor, is he the answer at quarterback for you guys? Yes, absolutely. I think he, you know, he spent four years behind Flacco in Baltimore. You know, that's, you know, say what you want about Joe Flacco, but he's a winner. And, you know, I think he was waiting. He got his chance. He proved that clearly he was the best quarterback for Buffalo, whether the competition was that stiff. He's obviously leaps and bounds better than EJ Manuel, and he's an actual leader. I mean, EJ Manuel goes out there, seems like he roughly knows what he's supposed to be doing. Tyrod Taylor seems to have a grasp on the playbook, and he's constantly firing people up, which is what you want. Question for you, though. Why would the Bills, when they know Tyrod Taylor was hampered with injury, why would they trade away Matt Castle to Dallas and then be forced into EJ Manuel? They had to sign a guy off the street to be their backup quarterback for this last year. Josh Johnson. Yeah, I think... uh, Great pitcher for the Marlins. Does that mean they still believe in EJ a little bit? I think that that is... Why? I think that, that Doug Whaley, the general manager of the Buffalo Bills, still in his heart of heart is like hoping that EJ could get it together because it kind of EJ and Sammy to a certain extent represent his what would ultimately go down as busts in the draft and basically wasting five years of the Bills drafting abilities so he's I think wants both of them and I think ultimately Sammy will be a great receiver I think EJ Manuel is going to be a great motivational speaker and high school (laughs) receivers coach (laughs) he'll be a great guidance counselor someday He'll go to high school receivers. He's like, and then on this play, I injured Charles Clay permanently by underthrowing him. And oh, here's geez. me throwing to Robert Woods, and you can see his neck actually break on this play because Man. I underthrew him so bad. Is it possible that we'll see like just a reunion tour of the two uh, first-round busts from Florida State? Like, oh, E.J. Manuel. No, I'm the bigger bust, Jameis Winston. Now I'm the bigger bust. <laughs> wow. Jameis Winston a bust already. Brent Pope. Market. Hey, you know what? Market. You going to do anything? Do it big. It's true. So, so moving says. on, because we have to, we have the Denver Broncos, your boys, Brent, Denver Broncos undefeated, beating Cleveland, but it takes them overtime, and Cleveland, in pure Cleveland fashion, had a chance to, uh, oh uh, was goodness. in field goal range to win the game, and then Josh McCown takes a sack, nobody can even begin to fathom, mm-hmm. yeah. and knocks them right out of field goal range. Cleveland and Buffalo are, they should just merge the teams, and they <laughs> should just, like, and that, because that, that is a Buffalo play through and through right there. But it's also an inherently a Cleveland play of like, look, everything's fine. All you have to do is just not totally biff this. Great, I'm going to drop back 12 yards and take a sack. Just drop back 12 yards and yeah, take a knee. I mean, you you can't really compare your franchise Buffalo to Cleveland. You've been to the you've been to the you went to the Super Bowl 4 years in a row. It's true. Cleveland's never gone like Detroit. That is a fact. Yeah. <laughs> and a few other teams. I love that that was a... I knew exactly long, where you were going long, as soon as you started saying it. Long walk to diss the line. 100% true fact, We've done guys. 111 of these now. I know when it's coming. <laughs> there are no surprises from You should expect anymore. it at all times. So, question here, coming out of Denver, should they bench Peyton Manning, even though they are 6-0, and the special teams have more points than the offense. The defense has more points than the offense. That offense is dreadful. Every time he throws the ball, it looks like a wounded duck with a poor sense of direction. Mm. you got to stay with Peyton Manning. I mean, I, mean, I think you do is dominating too, but... the games anyway. You don't really need him to do that much. But it feels like Peyton Manning's thrown more pick sixes than touchdowns this year, but you're and six, it hurts. You're 6-0. and 
I just don't understand, I mean, why create an unnecessary controversy when your team is literally undefeated? Now, if they were 4-2 and two, and, and this was the situation, they'd be like, all right, we're 4-2. and two. We Technically, we can lose another four games and still make the playoffs. But if he starts really going downhill and our defense plays some good offensive teams, we're in trouble. 6-0, and oh, I mean, I would wait. I wouldn't even bring it up. I understand yeah. the fans are frustrated, but it's like – Wins are wins, you know, in, in the NFL. They're not always pretty. Well, like. there's, there's a little jingle that I can say because these wins have been coming against unsuccessful teams like Detroit, sorry, uh, Cleveland, the Raiders. I mean, yeah. the, there's a little jingle here that I can sing for you really quick, Tommy, that'll explain why. One and done, you taste so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Well, you know what? Yes. I, I would say this also. Look, Peyton Manning's not playing his best right now, but if you take Peyton Manning off that team and you put whoever their backup is in. Brock Osweiler. Okay. You know, we're on the I don't care. Era. I don't care how good their defense is. You know, what we're going to be singing after after a couple games. Goodbye, horses. <laughs> Literally, because they're Bye, Broncos. Because they're Broncos. They're horses, you guys. Oh, uh, side note on the game: Johnny Manziel gets busted for drinking and driving and getting into some weird domestic shouting match with his girlfriend. Maybe he should be Johnny Jazzer size. Why? Why? Why do you go on? Why do you go on? Why do you go on social media and be like, hey, we're okay, guys? Like, don't even talk. Don't talk about it on social media. You're the backup quarterback for one of the worst franchises in NFL history. Yeah. You, you've already been to rehab this year. You just got busted drinking again and getting behind the wheel of an automobile, which people do not F around with these days. And doing the money sign when he said he wouldn't. He's oh, that's uh, right. I don't know if that's he true. Is the, I, I hope so. He I is like, you know, not to go nerdy, but there's the flash and then there's the reverse flash. Uh-huh. He is the reverse Tebow. He's like he is like nobody like like nobody really wants them him in the league unless he's on their team and then they're like maybe we should play him but everything he does instead of being about like don't have abortions don't have sex before marriage he just like does he drinks does cocaine sleeps around yep. he got himself like an abortion yeah he just yeah, had right. one like done nobody on wants him everybody that is he's not on their team is like oh good I'm glad he's not on our team right. and then when he moves but, to the team like well maybe yeah maybe we're the team that can save Johnny Manziel weirdly enough though based on what I've seen so far in the pros Tebow Manziel same skill set yeah <laughs> It's exact true. same skill yes. set. Can't run, can't throw, can occasionally throw a block. Yes. That's about Tebow is at least seen. at least has some size to him. It's you know? True. And he'll always have that one throw for the Denver Broncos. Oh, That's right. My goodness. The winner the, the winners Steelers. gets wings to Demarius. Uh, yep. A few games to clip through here. Uh Houston beats Jacksonville. Steelers. Yep. Your boys, Houston Texans. Oh my God, Ryan Mallett looked like such a baby that game. They benched him. It was so funny when he had his hat on. His helmet was on halfway and his arms were crossed. And they were winning. Am I? That's true. Um, am I a dummy for like actually thinking Jacksonville might take a step forward this year? No. I feel like a dope because they've tricked me again. They're going to lose four to the and twelve. Here they go. Yeah. Well, four and twelve. That might be even. What do they got? One win right now. They're, and one, they're going to England. One and they against beat the Dolphins. Against the Dolphins. My Dolphins. Oh no. Speaking of my Dolphins, they whooped the hey, Tennessee Titans you know what? 38 to 10. I believe this coaching change is going to be the best thing for people who have Lamar Miller on their fantasy teams. Yes. Uh, Thank yes. you. Run the ball. Yes. Yes. Love it. Oh, let's see. We've got uh, Redskins, even though I hate saying that word, uh, lose to the Jets 34 20 in a nothing game. Well, the Jets are surprisingly feisty. Uh, Neil Gargiulo came on and picked the Jets to win the East, and right now uh, I have a hard time disagreeing with at least them being in the playoffs this year. Neil Gargiulo will be wrong with that prediction, as he is wrong about almost everything. <laughs> Thank you. That's fair enough. That's not even his name. He's wrong about that. His last name is pronounced Garguglio, <laughs> as what's his, yeah. as his name on The Walking Dead said <laughs> right. in Season 3. Gargoglio! Michael Gargoglio. Rooker. Yep. Um, I'd forgotten about that moment, and it's wonderful. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see, Arizona, my boys drop one in Pittsburgh to, oh. to Landry Jones of all When Landry Jones is carving up your offense, I'm not going to revisit hey. my Super Bowl pick yet, but... Yeah. Speaking of Landry Jones, he'll probably beat the Chiefs this week because uh, the Chiefs are wretched without Jamal Charles and now Macklin's out. It's looking rough. It's not looking I good. I mean, on the plus side, Alex Smith can can really throw some good de- – oh, God, it's over. No, that's not the problem right now, though. It's the defense can't stop anybody, and they can't run the ball. Well, speaking of which, they stopped Minnesota at home to 16 points. That's a pretty decent defensive yeah. effort. They only scored 10. Yeah. Because Minnesota, yeah, they stopped AP, and but they couldn't yeah. do anything that game. They did shut AP down. They did have one of those. Oh, we we got the ball back with two minutes left. We score a touchdown. We win things. But you know, those are always exciting, but never really. Work it wasn't out exciting for that long. Unless you <laughs> like for the Bills, that never goes well. Like Peyton Manning's had a bunch of those. Score oh yeah, right firm. Andrew yeah. Luck is pretty good at that. Well, we had a couple of back to back games as well. One that proved your point, one of your mm-hmm. points this year, and one that proved one of my points this okay. year. Uh, Green Bay beat San Diego. San Diego has the ball all the way down at like the three two yard line first and goal with a minute to go and cannot tie the game. I think they had like six tries, too. I think and they, they got a first down. Yeah, yeah. they got a, a crappy penalty or yeah. something in there, too. Uh, you say San Diego. I think they're okay. You think they're bad. They're bad. I think they're a bad team. Yeah. yeah. And then the one for me, I think Seattle's a bad team. They just yanked one at home to Carolina, giving up a Greg Olson touchdown yeah. with 34 seconds to go on the board. Seattle, and let's face yeah. facts, they should have lost to the Lions yeah. on Monday Night Football. That team they should be 1-5 right now. I am really surprised now that they've got their players back. Although Marshawn's still hurt, but still, they have enough horses. They should be winning these games if they're good enough. They're not, I guess. Yeah, they're not very good. Some of their horses are leaving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you say? To- <laughs> Let me say, Seattle is a victim of the pocketbook right now. They have to finally pay these players they were paying $400,000 a year yeah. to, which is why they were able to create this Super Bowl behemoth. Right. And now that you have to pay people and other people, you're losing players. Yeah. This is ridiculous. You, you can't the owner of Seattle, he's not paying the players because he has this big dude ranch up north. <laughs> you know what I'd say if I was that guy? Goodbye. <laughs> also, I wonder if Pete Carroll. What is happening? <laughs> Pete, Pete Carroll is so used to paying athletes. It's so shocked oh, that he would not goodness. be able to <laughs> offer any of those players what he was paying Reggie Bush at USC. Like, well, Reggie must have been making like two million a year when he was playing running back. Well, he had a house in L.A. That's yeah. good enough. That's, That's true. Two million right there. Yeah, I've lived here for eight years. I've never come close to sniffing owning a house. Oh in no. LA. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, San Francisco beats Baltimore. Why is Baltimore so terrible? I picked them to win their division this year, and I was I can say right now I was wrong. Well, I was it? dead wrong. They're, they've got the injury bug too. I though, picked them too. They? They've they've been bitten by the injury bug a bit. They have, but, I mean, they're losing a lot of close games. Yeah. And Joe Flacco, as you said before, and I agree, a winner. Yeah, somehow. Some you know what? Win. Winners win those games. They don't have yeah. great receivers on that. They've been behind, and they don't have great receivers to come back on that yeah. team. Steve Steve Smith Sr., though. But he's been hurt. And that yeah. defense is not, I mean, even Without Terrell Suggs. It. When Suggs yeah. went down in week one, that was it. Like, yeah. he was the leader of that entire team. Um, you know, what are you going to do? In the, and let's see. Uh, Detroit Lions, get on the board, everybody. 37-34. My survivor oh. pool pick this week, your Detroit Lions, and I am still alive, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, me and Ray are chopping it. We are not wow. chopping it because you are not even playing anymore. <laughs> That's, I, I thought we were friends. Uh, we've spoken on the air repeatedly, and I said, give it a few weeks, and in those weeks, you proceeded to lose. I promised a man not, and not play that anymore. I would buy some equestrian animals. <laughs> Goodbye, horses. <laughs> Uh, I have to give full props. You're going to owe them royalties on that song pretty soon. <laughs> Is that what we're going to do the three seconds of every single song? 
Is that what we're doing this week? Oh, man. Um, oh. In any case, uh, full props to your Detroit Lions. They fought real hard. They tried. They were shooting themselves in the foot repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Two badly muffed punts, even though one, if you look back at the rule book, uh, should not have actually counted because a guy got blocked on the ground and it rolled into his leg, so it shouldn't have counted. But right. whatever. Why, since when do the Lions expect the refs to know the rules when they, when no. they officiate their games? No. Uh, who cares about that at all? Yeah, and then yeah, two, and then Amir Abdullah had a fumble for minus nine yards and got benched again. Like just, just a weird game. But uh, Matthew Stafford and Calvin Johnson, you cannot stop them when they just decide to take a game over. Yeah, we're off the Schneid. There will be no zero and six. I, I really hate that all the uh, NFL like meteors like taking shots at the Lions. Like leave us alone for right. God's sakes. Oh, oh, there will not be a second zero and sixteen. Was that even really on the table? Come on, it's five weeks into the season, and we had a couple of really tough breaks in right. a couple of games. Really, like like they're acting yeah. like it was a foregone conclusion that a team this talented was going to lose them all this year. It's like shut your mirth. Johnny Morton should go on every street. Thank you. Do you think Johnny Morton and the rest of that team, they clink champagne every time the Lions win their first Uh, game? Spoiled milk. Spoiled milk. (laughs) (laughs) They just dump it on each other's heads. We did it, guys. We're still still perfect. I found found a video of Betty Page dancing to Goodbye Horses. Can you can you can you embed that? <laughs> I'm not sure if you won or lost the internet. <laughs> uh, finishing up over here, uh, New England Patriots beat the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are somehow maybe the worst team in football, yet still winning their division at three and three because yep. they are thankfully in the worst division in the they history. They played of a football. good game this week, though. They this is the best they've looked the entire season. They did, but we got to talk really quick about that trick play they attempted to do. Ooh, One ooh, of the dumbest looking dumb. things. It didn't even work on paper because it was illegal. <laughs> Were they out of timeouts? No, they had timeouts left. How would you not automatically, for they, your own safety, how would you not call a timeout or if just there was seven people lined up? Take the penalty. Yeah. Take the five-yard penalty and punt. They said the kicker didn't even practice that play. <laughs> That's a play that looks like, you know, somebody was on the sidelines like that morning being like, guys, I got this great idea. But it's like, even on paper, like, what was the play supposed to do? for? Because they snapped it. They thought this play would work. So you snap the ball to one guy with five defenders in front of him. So apparently the guy was supposed to block, was supposed to snap the ball block all five people right. and the guy was supposed to run over the top of it for three yards and a first down on your own 30 yard line i just i don't understand like how the play even gets designed no. much less implemented in a professional environment no, it was that was embarrassing a lot of people have been saying that was the worst non-broken play ever like worst like calculated play and i that, that i certainly that i've ever seen it I don't looked think- worse than the garo Yupremian that was not intentional I would say the, that I say the Premian looked that worse. Was the, that, that was, was a muffed. That, that was, was a the Dolphins, punter. right? Gary yeah. Premian was the well, Buccaneers. Was it? Oh yeah, was it the Buccaneers? Well, unless we're talking about two different plays, I'm talking about the, the punt that didn't go well, and the guy tried to throw it and it flipped out of his hands. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, uh, was, I thought was that was also your premium, but I could be wrong. No, I think you're right. Yeah, and that's, was that's the one I was thinking of where the ball squirts. Yeah, that looked that's better than pure that Tampa looked, Bay. That, that used to be on every Tampa Bay reel oh, God, for yeah. NFL films for decades. That Tampa Bay when they had. Tampa Bay had a lot of tough years until they won that Super Bowl in 2000. And they've had a lot of tough years since then as well. Oh, man. You know what, though? I'd trade with them in a heartbeat. I know, right? (laughs) But what was it? Last night's game. The Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Giants are one of the worst played events I've ever seen in my entire life. It was like both teams were like, why don't you win? No, why don't you win? That whole division is wretched right now. I gotta say, I mean, still not as bad as, and the NFC East is horrific. And you're right, not as bad as the AFC South, though. The no. Eagles might be the best team right now. Uh, they're in, in first place right now. My pick to win the division. Demarco Murray is just 
Fine. Uh, he had like thirty yards the first three weeks, and then he's fine. And then he was inactive one week, and now he's really coming out of his shell as an athlete. <sighs> he looked great. Sam right. Bradford did not. No, <laughs> that's yeah. amazing. That looked better than the. Th- that looked better I mean, than the other play. That to me is still a botched play. Yeah, and this play for Indianapolis was planned. And they were like, "Yeah, this will work." That's what I'm saying. This hot, hot hike. <laughs> Maybe I'm a smoke. This oh, looks. This looked better. Work. This yeah. unintentional play looked yeah. better than that intentional play. I, I I declare that to be the worst intentional play of all time. It was it was pretty bad. I, I I'm sure if we look through the history banks, we might find the worst conceived play. Definitely right. Because he, he t- snaps the ball, takes one step, and gets eaten by three people. Sure. <laughs> I think that was. You know, maybe, this is the only other one I think it compares to Michigan trying to run up the score against wow. Michigan State last week, wow. running a fake punt, and then the, he accidentally hands it to Michigan State. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about that later on. Uh, in the meantime, we uh, Brent, do we have to talk about baseball playoffs this week? We do because right, well, it's amazing. Well, let's do it after three Q. seconds of Q Lazarus. I seen it all before. I've been there. I see my hopes and dreams are lying on the ground. I see the sky. So, Ray, you were telling me just last week. I was saying a lot of things last week. That Kansas City was going to get destroyed by Toronto. I'd like to say right now, the Blue Jays have them right where they want them. Blue That's, Jays want a repeat of 85 in reverse. You have to uh-huh. be down 3-1 to one in okay. order to get it. All right. Well, I'll t- I guess we can make a bet on it. Uh, I'll take the Royals. You can oh, I'm not saying I'm going to bet on Oh, okay. That, well, that's your answer to everything. I lost my betting you, stick. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, Royals, man, they, they mopped up on that bullpen of the Toronto Blue Jays. Well, today. as we record this here on a Tuesday, uh, the Royals just handed their butts to the Toronto Blue Jays. 14 to 2. 14 to if 2. If it wasn't for the intentional safety that the Royals took at the end of the game, <laughs> they would have had a shutout. <laughs> but you know what? You can't have everything, right? Uh, spike that through the back of the end zone. That's right. <laughs> Run around a little bit and collapse. Don't want to risk them getting a touchdown. Salvador do Perez it. just threw the ball over the backstop. <laughs> They're like, that's two. Circle them. Bring them around. Circle them. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, Brent, what's your feelings right now? The Mets uh, also hold a commanding lead on the Cubs right now. And as we record this, they are winning uh, the game three right now. But they're already up two games to none. So no matter what happens, they will have the lead. I'm hoping that there's a long series in that series. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't mean to interrupt. I just have to. I just got an ESPN alert. Yeah. Uh-oh. I, I hope everyone's okay. Seattle Seahawks running back Fred Jackson crashes car while drag racing teammate Marshawn Lynch near practice facility. Oh, no. TMZ reports. So your two running backs <laughs> drag raced. Is this their bye week? Like what? What were they doing? I mean, they're former teammates for the great Buffalo Bills. But what? <laughs> Why were they drag racing? You know what? Got to find out who's faster. Fred has a green Camaro with a vanity license plate Hulk. That's not a joke. Uh, <laughs> that he used to drive to the Bills games. And yeah. I, I just want to know, is Hulk salvageable? Is Fred okay is question number two. Yeah. Is Hulk salvageable? No, but Hulk, Hulk wow. better first question. Yeah. Better third, great third question. Based on what the Buffalo Bills have going on at running backs and injuries, why'd they get rid of Fred Jackson in the first place? Yeah. Again, I think that might have been a little bit of a Rex Ryan. Like, I want all of the former leaders of this team gone because right. I am the undisputed leader of this team now. Fair enough. Let me ruin I our defense. I thought de- that was silly. Let me ruin our defense by dropping Mario Williams back into pass coverage, pass protection. Because that's what you do with a giant freak of nature pass rusher. You drop him back. Sorry. I'm interrupting. And, and if you look at the, oh, time, the Chiefs that's are all, doing all... that with Justin Houston, too, so I get it. Guys, that's totally all the time we have for Major League Baseball today. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Royals, one game away from the World Series, Ray. 
Get well soon, Hulk the car, then uh, Fred Jackson in that order. <laughs> Marshawn Lee says, Marshawn, you want to race? I'm all about that action, boss. <laughs> Marshawn, Marshawn's airbag is just a bunch of Skittles. He's fine. Yeah. Well, the problem was, like, the cop showed up at the scene, and Marshawn Lynch kind of ducked in at the very end and said, I was here the whole time. <laughs> yeah, he made... <laughs> <laughs> the, the airbag goes off. Fred Jackson wins. He's taking the, taking the Taste fall, the man. rainbow, Marshawn. <laughs> um, but anyway, Brent, Royals are on the cusp of the World Series. They're not there yet. Because they've obviously won it. The it's, series is over. Well, thank you, Ray. Call it right now. Thank Kansas you. City All obviously right. has already, hang up the banner. Basically already won the World Series. Uh, See, Ray ble- no jinx Ray's possible. jinxes never work. My jinxes work. His don't work. I feel like it I worked. don't believe I in like, them. And- I feel like it worked last year. No. <laughs> It didn't. Hey. You didn't jinx them last year. Hey, you guys. were cheering for them. No cursing each other. <laughs> <laughs> no. But uh, Brent, what's going through your mind right now is the Royals were a huge failure last year. I actually have to ask the question: being down three games or being up you know three what's games a huge to one failure, being twenty games behind the two, leader and last place, like the Detroit two, Tigers. Two to uh, here is the deal. This is this is Brent in a nutshell. Kansas City Royals potentially on the verge of a World Series. All he cares about is the Tigers. Because you're it's talking all, trash. All he can talk you're about. talking trash, so I'm going to talk trash back to you. Seems like you're kind of obsessed with the Detroit Tigers. That's what it feels like well, to me. You know Some what? people in that situation, Tommy, would just go, scoreboard. You know why? Not Brent. He's got to talk about the Tigers. Here's why. My dad was a garbage man. <laughs> My grandfather was a garbage man. My great-great-grandfather was a garbage man. Obviously, I'm going to be obsessed with the Detroit Tigers, the <laughs> ultimate trash team. Wow. Uh, so the question has to be asked, though, I think, for everybody out there. Are the Royals done? <laughs> That's what you said last week. Are the Royals so, done? I mean, I guess just like you said, they are just like you said last week. I'm actually going to reverse course right now. I predict Royals win the next five games in a row, sweep oh, the World right. Series, Good job, and take Ray. it down. Yeah. Cannot be stopped because my You're predictions the re- on baseball are great and the year. reverse curse. He's trying both ways. Throw everything way, against the wall. One's going to work. <laughs> Either I was right or it cursed. Yeah. Either way. But no, talk to me right now. What are your feelings? What are your odds? What do you, what do you what do you think right now? Put something out there. How are you feeling? Well, about the, the rest Royals of the are closer to the World Series than any other team, so you have to say they're the favorite right now because the other, there's none of the other teams are even close to getting there. I would rather, I guess, I don't know. You, we talked about this last week. I don't think you want to be the team that plays the Cubs because then you don't. If they happen to win that World Series, no, you don't want to be in all the videos in the background, right? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you want to play the Cubs because they can't win the World Series. That's right. The fates will intervene and prevent it. Do you think that the reason Kansas City was able to win today so emphatically was because all of the Blue Jays were up really late voting for a new prime minister last night? That is a fact. Mm -hmm. Do you think Mm -hmm. that that impacted? I think they were all up practicing their French. Yeah. Uh, they were uh, picking up Labatt's cans from the field that the the fans (laughs) threw, even though they won. Got to do some recycling. (laughs) And they begged them not. There's nothing better than the sight of uh, pro sports players begging they, their belligerent fans to stop they were, throwing. They garbage. were up all night complaining to the umpires. Still, even though they were way up in the game, they're still complaining. Right. Well, when you think about fans who are known for throwing things onto the field and being really just you know uh, terrible, you think of Canadians. Yeah, you that's think. True. I mean, who? Uh, to be fair, when you score three goals in a Canadian hockey game, what happens, Tommy? Hats go Hats on, on the, the ice. They People were just give up channeling. Fifteen to thirty dollars worth of lid protection. Philadelphia of Canada. That's who they the are. The Philadelphia of Canada. <laughs> Throwing batteries, <laughs> booing Santa Claus, Boo- cheering Michael Irvin's career-ending injury. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so naturally, the very next manager of the Toronto Blue Jays has to be Chip Kelly. I think oh, we've established. Wow. Yes, <laughs> that's where it's going to go. Yeah. Um, Jose Batista gone. Well, not next, white. 
gone off he's the team. 35. He's 35, man. I mean, he's still hitting the ball a ton. But he flips a bat like a 22-year-old. Can I just put that I out I lost there? a lot of respect for him this series because, I've gained you know, it. Really? I have. Because the when, emotion when that, of that when, play was yeah, amazing. But then in this series, when when uh, he doesn't come up on a ball that's his ball and the, and he lets the rookie, like, Take the whole full blame of it because yeah. it was a rookie's fault, and he just—it wasn't his fault. Who's that's, the rookie? That's Jose's ball. Who's the rookie? You got to play better. And then Bautista, the next game, tries to die for a ball and lets it go all the way to the wall for a triple. I mean, he's just not having a good series. I'll say I respected him only because afterwards Joey Bat said in that moment he doesn't even remember flipping the bat. He was so emotional and he was so in that moment. That's what I would say too if I was being a know. jerk. <laughs> Which you must say that a lot. I do. <laughs> I do not recall that, sir. <laughs> well, speaking of not recalling things. Yes, um, that is my fingerprints on your face. Yeah. I do not recall that, though. Speaking of not recalling things, we need to settle a bet and talk about some Walking Dead right now. Oh, oh I boy. can't wait. So let's do it after three seconds of... Hugh Lazarus. Walking Dead episode two. It is this season is back and it is intense. This was one of my. I'll say before we even talk about the episode, this is probably I would say is in the top five episodes of all Walking Dead that I've seen. It didn't hit me the same way it did you. I liked it. I didn't like it as much as a lot of those governor episodes uh, and some of those prison episodes. I don't know. Even early on when he, when uh, uh, Rick confronted Shane and he had to kill him back then. Spoiler alert for season one, everybody. I love episodes where we don't have main characters. A lot of the main characters are not even in the episode. That That's is what good. I loved about it. You know, we got to see all the B team players. Mm-hmm. We got to see uh, a coral. So the wolves have finally come home to roost. They wait the till wolves! everybody everybody's out of the town, chasing down some zombies, bringing them down. The wolves are crazy, dude. How insane was that one moment when we? Because this was really well done, really well put together. Because you have the character who Carol was sort of like, uh, uh, and her were just trying to like go back and forth. They had a little bit of a tete a tete, if you will. And then Carol comes back with like, uh, "Sure, you don't like what I'm doing, but I mean, you're a smoker, and smoking will kill you. And isn't there enough stuff going to yeah. kill you?" And everybody else is there like, "Tee hee, Carol just got her." Tee hee. So fast forward to Carol sitting outside, looking out her window, and there's that lady out there just smoking a cigarette, thinking everything's normal. Yeah. And then a dude with a machete freaking dude, annihilates he came her. Fly- in like one of the last of the Mohicans. Like off like, frame, like it was like a free slasher movie. Yeah. And dude in a jump, like Jason Voorhees with, with a jumpsuit and a machete just takes her down. That scared the bejesus out of me. Smoking. <laughs> what? Hmm? According the mask. No, right. That's right. Some, no more smoking. No. <laughs> For that lady. Oh, <laughs> I mean, to be fair though, cigarettes, not what killed her. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you know what? True. Smoke him up at that point. No. What is it? Peripheral vision, lack thereof, is what killed her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? She was too busy focused on that butt, yeah. cigarette butt. Yeah. Got to be loving it. And then Carol's like, uh, I need to grab, <laughs> grab a whole bunch of uh, weapons right now. Yeah, and then Carol grabs one of the guy's uh, uniforms of the wolves. Well, How have smart his... was that plan? He looked like, she looked like uh, the dude on Watch Dogs. You know what I mean? She, she did, yeah. yeah. Carol like, puts on a hoodie. like a hoodie. It almost looked like a burka thing with the she veil. Did. She had, but know? she pulled up like the bandana, so they couldn't tell she, that she wasn't one of the wolves. She took some blood and wrote "W" on her own forehead, so she could fit right in. Which is what so the she's wolves have. Literally tagging along with groups of bad guys attacking and just walking up behind them and just putting a gun to the back of their head and be like, "Boom! Next! Boom! Next! Oh, hey, what's? Oh, hey, hold on, hold on a second. Knife to the face. Kind of like unsporting. it was outrageous. You asked me, kind of unsporting, Ray. Very unsporting. But here's the deal: <laughs> it was a surprise attack from the wolves. Then again, the wolves were not being sporting themselves. There was no. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait until. 
all the fighters were out of the town and then attack out of nowhere with didn't, no warning? They didn't warn them like, excuse me, people of Alexandria, we'll be attacking you in five minutes. Well, that's how we won this, uh, uh, the war against uh, uh, the ind- rule for independence. I mean, you know, that's how we beat the Brits. The Brits that's actually true. had to send us like a notarized seal mm-hmm. saying that they were coming on a certain day and would be walking single file. That's right. And that's how the wolves did not fight. And that's why mm-hmm. they were almost successful. Yeah. If not for uh, Carol and Morgan with his big old stick. Now, what's with the plot point here, Brent? You might know a little bit more about this than I do, mm-hmm. because at the very end of the episode or towards the end, Morgan's fighting down five people yeah. who are kind of like laughing and having a good time and being like, ha oh, he's telling me to leave. What a ripe gesture. Yeah. And then he starts whacking him around with a stick. And then uh, uh, he sees the one dude at the very end who says, aren't you? And I couldn't make out what the word was. And he just started beating him senseless with the stick. Apparently, Morgan is a person to these wolves. Yeah, we saw him fight the wolves earlier. But he has a name, though. Was he like? Was he working with them at one point? Was he their leader at one point? I don't. That's think... the impression I got when the one dude was fighting him at the end. No, Wait, the very last Thank guy. You. The very last. Yeah, guy? the very last guy. He basically no. What he said was he was waiting for Morgan to kill him, and he basically noted. He, then he basically says to him, "Oh, you can't. You can't." Right. Morgan's not a killer. Yeah, he's not. He's a the killer. one telling Carol maybe we shouldn't be murdering all the wolves. I thought maybe it's because he had some sort of past connection with them. Well, yeah, he had. He had been. We saw him with them before, and he let them go. Right. So if he had not let them go, if he had killed them, they wouldn't have come to Alexandria. Mm. Well, to be fair, they're all rejects from Alexandria. So I mean, you could make the argument that they'd be around no matter what. Are they rejects yeah, from Alexandria? The people that got kicked out all Are had you sure? all because the wolves. They came back because they saw Aaron's pictures of Alexandria from his backpack. They did do that, absolutely, but I thought that was just intel. Maybe I read the entire situation wrong, but the, the vibe that I got is they were getting their revenge on the people of town. I'm not sure that they are people from Alexandria. I thought, I there, were, I thought there was like a plot clear. point from like last season. Yeah. What's going on in Terminus? Uh, <laughs> Tommy just, not caught up on Walking Dead eating, right now. Just eating ribs. Just eating ribs. Just eating ribs. <laughs> Some baby bags. <laughs> they were eating ribs. We thought they were, we, they, we thought they were like beef ribs. Right. Turns out I didn't. They were people. <laughs> Goodbye, horses. <laughs> they were not yeah. horses. They were horse ribs. <laughs> they were not horse ribs. But um, uh, but definitely, definitely a good episode. And the whole initials of JSS. I really thought, even though I knew uh, uh, it wasn't that chick's name, I really thought those were her real initials or something. Because yeah. she's going around writing JSS on trees and in the dirt and with a turtle. But that turtle scene was upsetting. Oh, that was. Just, There's yeah. a scene where this this chick is out surviving before she teenager. joins. The, she's a teenager and she's out surviving in the world by herself before she joins the team at Alexandria. And there's a moment she's walking down and there's this little like turtle walking like in the foreground and she's like a moment where she's kind of like looking at the turtle and being like, you're cool, turtle. You're cool. And right, I'm just sort of just like maybe, you know, the very next scene, her ripping the pieces out of the insides of the turtle and devouring them like a freaking maniac. Yeah. It was was upsetting. The only animal uh, slow enough that she could catch it. So... How is he going to win the race now? That's right. I have to ask the question. Maybe slow and steady, not the way to go. With his little angel turtle wings. That's right. <laughs> it That's was right. It was honest to God upsetting. I was watching it being like, oh my God, I'm having an honest to God reaction to this. Mm-hmm. This is making me very sad. Yeah. Poor turtle, I'm just saying. But you know what? And to be fair, we haven't even seen Mitch McConnell up to this point. Wow. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. There's your political knock for the week. Uh, but Tommy... Yes. You got to set this up for us because me and Brent had a bet last week. Had a bet. And the bet was who. Because in the previous episode. Setting, up, setting it up, Brent, yeah. why don't you go ahead and set this up? Previous for us. episode, you know, the, the main characters were all herding people, zombies out of the quarry. That's right. And down the road and just off pa- into their own direction. Past the town, right. getting them out of the way. Right. 
when it, all of a sudden we hear a horn. And our bet was, I said it was one of the wolves that hit the horn. That's right. what I said. Correct. Okay. You took the field. I, you but gave then we also the had a stipulation that... It had to be intentional. It had to be... Well, that's what we're debating a little bit. Because I said it, had, it can't be like accidental like someone's horn just goes off. And then you went on to also say... What? That it had to be on purpose. Yeah. You, I believe okay. the playback said it, it couldn't be an accidental hit or malfunction of the thing. Like, it can't be like a horn malfunction. Correct. Or like a car alarm going Okay. Off. So you have to pick the winners based on you. Now... It had to be with intent, I believe, is what, okay. is what you said on the clip last you week. You can pick either one, because I think it's a little bit of gray area. It's a very nebulous gray area. Now, uh, the, the deal is we've pulled now, in Tommy as, the, as yes. the referee here. If you pick Ray, if you say that it was accidental, there's no winner. Right. No one gets humiliated. Right. Which is also could, could be the just. Sometimes nobody should uh, win. Don't you think someone should always be humiliated? I think that any coaxing of me to vote in either direction mm-hmm. is uh, immoral and, and, uh, and bad form. I, I have well, Thank we, you, Ray. We, we we'll both did stop it. Stop doing so. it. Yeah. <laughs> That's and, and, bo- and both of you have equally tried to influence my decision. <laughs> uh, but I watched the clip. I was, seen, showed, I was shown the clip. The clip uh, and I also listened back to what you guys had said when you made the original bet. And when I watched the clip, I tried to treat it as an instant replay situation That's like you right. would in Uh-oh, we're calling sports. New York. Put yeah. the headphones on, Tommy. So get Dean Blandino up in what here. I had to do was decide if there was a uh, completely conclusive evidence to decide whether that wolf who before he turned into a zombie had intentionally hit a horn on a big rig. Now, for those of you that don't drive big rigs, the horn is not in a conventional location on a big rig. It's a switch that they have to hit that goes like mm-hmm. for a long now that was a spot on horn too. It was a spot on. I honestly was about to run out of here because I thought there was a truck about to hit us. <laughs> and at the end, I think that I just cannot, in good conscience, conclude that it was an intentional horn. Thank blow. you. And Thank I, you. it's strictly well, because that's fine, Tommy. You, you know what? The Royals are still going to be in the World Series after one more win. <laughs> and, I, and I and Brent, I just want to say you handled this so much better than I thought you were going. To. Well. Honestly, I, because I, w- once you I really thought evidence. it was a gray area. I thought it was, I wasn't really sure. You once, know what I mean? To I be fair, you way. saw the same evidence we all did, n- inconclusive, on the field. Kind of inconclusive, so you can't really... Although, the only thing that almost swayed me was that they took the point, they took, they made the point in the shot selection to shoot a close-up of his hand grazing past the horn to mm-hmm. turn it off, which yeah. to me indicates that the director or writer was trying to tell was trying to make that maybe perhaps uh, like, oh, was this an intentional thing or not? So it may come back. But maybe he died before he got to hit the horn. Maybe right. he had the intention Exa- of it, exactly. but he died before he got so to it. So we just don't know, and I, therefore I have to say that it was, you cannot prefer, we, pre- say that he did it. Going back to the tape, I think the cur- the words to look at were willful intent. Yes. If As I had just said Brent. nothing, if I hadn't nope. made the, oh, I would have, it's possible. you would have a picture of me on your cover photo, and it would be me right in front of that sad Michigan fan. Sad. I mean, here's the deal. I, I might still want you to make that anyway. Yeah, is that right? I'd just put it up for an evening, because it would make me laugh. And be like, oh, Ray, did you lose a bet? No, I just wanted this picture. Yes. No. That's my cover I, photo. I commissioned this art. I wanted this intentionally. You're like the the, the drunk guy from, oh, Mike, Michael Cudlitz, the drunk guy yeah. from Gross Point Blank. You remember Gross Point Blank? Mm-hmm. Oh, Michael Cudlitz, who plays Abraham, was the, was the angry drunk bro that that reads his poem to John Cusack and he's like 
These are my words. That's <laughs> Ray. Did you lose a bet? No. These are just my words. This is how I feel. <laughs> but to be fair, every time I do lose a bet, I'm not allowed to say I lost a bet anyway, so nobody would believe it. That's true. Even then. Yes. But uh, in any case, that's Walking Dead. It was a very good episode. I was I'm excited a great to episode. see what happens when Rick and the gang comes back again. Yeah. I'm going to catch up. You should nice. be caught up. So next time I come on, I can talk about it. All right. Uh, by then, the season will be over. And we'll be talking Game of Thrones. Uh, we yeah. do talk Game of Thrones. All right. We've I'm talked a... about a lot of shows. We've talked about the Americans. We've talked ah. about Game of Thrones. We just talked about Fear of the Walking Dead before okay. this. Mm-hmm. Um, and before that, we were talking, was it Game of Thrones? Uh, you liked that show, Work It, which was like the new version yeah, of uh, I, just, I wish it had lasted more than one episode. <laughs> it was three episodes. That so. uh, <laughs> was such a bad idea. That and it, was... That's my worst nightmare. Now, we're all in one way or another in this business. You know, Correct. We, Even and, Ray? And, uh, especially I'm Ray. Peripherally. But, uh, <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, like, you know, we've had a lot of jobs, whether, you know, whether they're on camera or off camera or whatever. But the point being, it's my worst nightmare that you get to the level of like, hey, I booked a sitcom. Oh, it's going to series. Oh, it's premiering. And then the billboards come out, and the universal reaction to it is, this is distasteful. Your guys' careers are over. Yeah. Uh, look uh, at you know what you can raise above it. Look at um, Josh Gad, who starred in that terrible movie about the White House, where he played the, uh, oh, the, movie, yeah. the TV show yeah. sixteen hundred, whatever it was called, yeah. uh, Pen, right. and and it was dreadful, and nobody liked it. Nobody thought it was funny. Nobody right. thought it was a good idea. And then he comes back with Frozen. Yeah, and you know True. what? He wins. He's done plenty he of wins. other things, though. He was already a Broadway we, star. Broad, and... But to be fair, this was his big attempt for America, not just Broadway. Yeah, and it was a colossal turd. Yeah. Well, okay, he, he overcame so, wrong with the comedians. Okay, so everybody, I love the comedians. So I really do like that show a lot. God, it got I don't canceled? care. Did it? That upsets no. me. I really did like uh, that okay, show. Okay, so who among us would rather be in that really bad show? Would you rather really be be in that really bad show or just not? Just I would not be in that really bad yeah, show in a heartbeat. Too. I just say it's my nightmare because um, you, because you, 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 you. I would rather not be on that show. <laughs> I'll be honest. I, I think that no, unless you. I mean, I wouldn't want to be the creator or head writer of mm-hmm. that show. Yeah. Because I think that that would be a certain like they I would be like, know, oh, though. you were the, you were the. That, well, let's be honest. They got paid. They got yeah, paid something. To me, though, it's like that's in true. this business, though, you, you could actually walk into your next like pitch meeting and be like, I'm the guy who sold that piece of crap. That's very I true. I sold that. That is very you true. You might not have liked it, but I got it through to production. I mean, those ridiculous Disney Channel original movies they make, some some guy in his 30s, 40s, or 50s walks in and earnestly pitches that. To yeah. Di- he's like, well, here's the deal. They're the children of all of the Disney villains, but it's a little like hokier in live action, like Jafar's son is there, Ursula's daughter is there, but they're all in high school, and somebody Disney goes like, yeah, make What movie that. is this? I want to watch it's it. It's called The Descendants. It's a oh, real wow. movie. It is. And they're making a sequel to it. Is well, it really called The Descendants? It is called The Descendants. So and they named it the same thing as the Alexander Payne movie that yes, won all did. the Academy because Awards? Because no, no two people will see those movies besides me. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Well, like, at least they didn't name it The Aristocrats. Because yeah. that would have been That's true. very different. That would have... A lot of Googling would have... T- corrupted a lot of children. <laughs> it would have They're gone like... poorly. In any case, we got to get on out of here, folks. Uh, we'll be right back to wrap up the show after three seconds of... Quilazarus. Well, that's going to do it for the show this week, everybody. No more topics worth mentioning. Hurry at up, all. Ray. I got to be in New York in 12 hours. Oh, geez, oh, Pete's. <laughs> so, uh, guys, no more topics, right? We're done? 
Yeah, I think nothing, we're good. Nothing else. Nothing gonna... real. Unless there's something really embarrassing that happened, like to one of our teams or yeah. something. Yeah. Like a huge yeah. mental lapse. I mean, Nebraska didn't lose in embarrassing fashion like they did four other times, so it's no, not that. They just, you know, they no, they whooped up on Minnesota. They got theirs. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Finally, the Gophers. Finally, the Gophers. Finally. Hey, you know what? They have this stupid uh, trophy in the Nebraska Minnesota game, and somebody called it like the broken chair, whatever. <laughs> Piece of broken chair. Welcome okay. to the Big Ten. That's yeah. what we all so do. Man. We won, and they were hiding the trophy. They had to go. Yeah, they're like, Nebraska's punters. Like, where's the trophy? And they're like, Whoa, what are you talking about? And they, and they went and the locker so room and got it. There's a guy sitting on a chair that's clearly that's broken. Right. He's like, I don't know where that's it right. is. Was it like that? Uh, that LeBron James uh, Sports Center commercial? Oh, Hope yeah. you find your chair, LeBron. Did you? Did, <laughs> it's did the you, throne. Did you borrow my chair? Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> good luck, Scott Van Pelt. Finding your chair. SVP. Love it. It's, it says like LeBron on the back of the throne. Oh, yeah. so good. There was the uh, there was that. I mean, there was a college football game that ended rather dubiously. I don't know. So Ray, after about. all the weeks of mocking me endlessly about all of the, ad, the bad Nebraska endings, this was worse than any of them. Uh, you know what? Though here's the deal: it was terrible, and uh, I'm glad I was at work. I did not get to see it. The, I knew something was up because I was watching on a scoring uh, scoreboard app. So that after every play, it would pop up. Right? I'm like, ten seconds to go. We're punting. As long as we don't bleep this before the thing had updated. One of my friends from Ohio State. Uh, text me and goes, oh, dude. And I go, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> that can't be good. If my Ohio State friend is texting me, it's not out of congratulations. Is there, I mean, like, is there anything worse than when you have your fr- your friends who are good enough friends that you they can feel comfortable enough texting you when something terrible happens to one of your sports teams? Um, I, I have plenty of people that like to let me know what's going on yes. <laughs> during every terrible sports yep. thing that happens me to my too. team. Well, look, Ray's too. probably not paying attention. Let me tell him. Yeah. You know what? I bet Ray has no idea what's going on in the Michigan-Michigan State game right now. I have. There's five people that are so aggressive about sports with me that I have to text them when I tape games, and I'm like, you can say whatever you want. You talk whatever smack you want, but please do not do it until until two hours after the game ends, because I'm going to be fast forwarding and trying to watch it frantically. Yeah. Well, I, I just appreciate the people that I know who smack talk. Sometimes their loss is so bad, like the Dallas Cowboys loss in the playoffs last year, mm. from the the terrible officiating, the flag getting announced and picked up. I, I near, I had one person, one person text me after that game. And I was there could have been a dozen people texting me after that. I Everybody just backed the f off. I didn't, I didn't text you, even though it was completely the correct call. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. S- deep, long-term trolling. Put your, put your troll shoes on. Deep-seated <laughs> trolling. Um, it was heartbreaking. I will say uh, I'm not as upset about it as I thought I would be. Had you told me afterwards this is what's going on, uh, Harbaugh still is rebuilding the program. I did want them to win. I'm not going to well, lie I, about it. I think if you put it into the context of you guys were – Four and one or five and one? We were four and one at the time. Okay, yeah. you have or to five be a little one, bit more. Di- if you were three and three, you're, then you're not disappointed. Oh, I, you know, at that you know point, I mean? well, at that point, I'm upset because we lost to a rival. Yeah. I mean, the, the part that kind of annoys me about it though is Michigan State is still undefeated. They're six and zero or seven and zero. They have not played now. that well, and they kind of aren't that good. Yeah. And they lucked into that victory, and they're walking around strutting around like they earned it. So you're saying you lost to a team that's not that good. I'll be honest with you, Sparty. Uh, I think they're going to like crap the bed in the next like two weeks, like after an emotional victory like that that they frankly don't deserve. They have to play Ohio State still, correct? Yes, and they're the kind of team that will just lose like two. They're the team that would lose the game to Minnesota right now, inexplicably like at home mm-hmm. by a last second field goal. After a win like this, like I just don't think Sparty is going to the Final Four. No. They're going to find a way to blow it, yes. and I'm just like, if you're going to do it anyway, get out of our way and give us a chance. Agreed, Sparty. 
Yeah. Sparty. Um, but honestly, I, I took it shockingly well. I was actually sitting there being like, I am kind of zen about this one, mm-hmm. probably because I didn't see it live. Mm-hmm. Had I seen it live, I think it maybe would have had a bigger impact on me. That would have been me. a real gut punch to see live. I watched the Music City Miracle live, oh, and that was, that was a tough one. Imagine, okay, let's imagine you guys are watching that play. Did you watch it? Were you watching it live? Uh, the Michigan-Michigan no, State game? Okay. Not. Imagine you're watching it live, and then just show me what your action would be. I'm just curious. Well, me right yeah, now? Yeah, like, what, if, if you were it watching it live. I'll, I'll be the commentator. Yeah. Okay. Ma- Michigan lines up in punt formation. Okay, guys, come on. Uh, just a formality here. This you is got a this right. simple kick. And just just don't the screw, game will screw end. it up, guys. And the snap, and it's a, what are you a doing? kind of a low snap. What the are you doing? Oh, my God. Michigan Why are you handing the ball to Michigan State? Up the ball, what are you tackling? Right tackling! And they're going to oh score. And they with you? I can't believe what I just saw. And then I pass out. So, see, you're not that upset, clearly. See, I would have I been worked up if it had been in the moment. <laughs> Here's the deal. Had the Lions lost to the Bears and, like, flubbed that game the way they did at the very end where they tried to give it back with 20 seconds to yeah. go, and then had they lost it in overtime or, you know, something like that, I probably would have been in a really foul mood today. Yeah. But the Detroit a Detroit Lions victory trumps everything in my book. Yeah. It'll mm. put me in a good mood no matter what else is happening. Yeah. I can at least walk. I can watch ESPN all week. Oh, I can. Yeah. Yes, that's true. I've been uh, able to watch that Lions final play at Michigan, Michigan field, State. Forward down the field. I don't know. The I've words, seen that play like that. now like a dozen times, and it hasn't gotten me as upset as that Stafford to Megatron 57-yard overtime pass has made me happy. So I am in a good mood right now, Brent, despite that game. Right now, I'll say next year, I, I think Michigan should be a contender for the national championship. Uh, absolutely. Who's your quarterback next year? Uh, not Jake Rudick, and that's yeah. all I need to know. Okay. All right. <laughs> there you go. He's actually got a, a, a young guy who he's bringing along who he's teaching this year who's supposed to be stepping up. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but in theory, they got a very good quarterback coming in next year. Yeah. So uh, I will take it all right there. Is that the guy that's good at tucking the ball and running? Uh, that would be Tom Brady, sir. That's the guy that's good. He's good at tucking and then, <laughs> goodbye, horses. <laughs> How dare you? How many references can I make to goodbye horses? I'm not even sure. It should be one. a million. I it think was a lot. Can we do a goodbye horses podcast? It can a- be a new podcast? Just Welcome back to Silence of the Podcast. We just, we just play that music in the background for every or every week. Would it be Podcast of the Lambs? Which yeah. one? <laughs> Which one is better? Podcast of the Lambs. Every week we watch Silence of the Lambs and talk about it again. Oh my god. I kind of want to do that podcast. Do it. Well, we become just crazed people from watching that movie over and over just, again. You know, we'll work in One Kiss the Girls. Okay. We'll work in oh, Wow. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'll just put that out there. Uh, but anyway, that's the end of the show. Tommy Bechtold, thank you so much for being a guest hey, right now. Thank you for having me. we gotta, got to do a little contact information. Uh, you know, you can always get a hold of the show. We're on Facebook.com slash Podcast or email us, RayBrentPodcast.com or tweet at us at Podcast. Individually, though, you could tweet at me. I'm at Almighty Ray. I'm at Scoops Pope. And I'm at Tommy Bechtold. Yeah. Oh, that's an easy one right there. Yes. Think that's just your name. It is. I'm surprised it wasn't taken. Oh, you know, I got an, I'm got an early adopter of that technology. It happens. Interesting. It happens. Uh, you can also please go on iTunes, give us a five-star review. I mean, we haven't asked for that in a while. We'll ask for it again. Do it. Tommy, go and give us a five-star review on iTunes. I'm on it. Thank you very much. Oh, we got to thank a lot of people. No, this Tommy week. will decide that we didn't intentionally create the uh, <laughs> iTunes thing and say, no, I'm not going to give a five-star review. I can't in good conscience say it was intentional that you made this iTunes page. Three, I'm not bitter, though. Three-star review only met half my criteria. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you very much, Tommy. First up, to thank you, Tommy Bechtold, for being a part of the show this week. We finally That's got right. John. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. Excellent. So you'll be back next week, then. I'm assuming. I will. I'll Every be week back. from now on, Brent. We figured it out. So now, after well, raising Tommy, Brent. Yeah, sure. 
But I, th- I thought you'd like to get back to just uh, ra- raising Brent's toll. I thought you'd, <laughs> I thought you'd like to get back to just uh, trashing uh, Tyrod Taylor every week. I love Tyrod Taylor. I drafted him and started him in our fantasy league. Yeah, you league said ironically. Week. It was not ironic. Dare you? You said that <laughs> you were playing the golf you? league. Where ironic the fantasy football. You're supposed to be getting the low score like That's golf. That's the end of the oh, world. Gracious. I think other people we got to thank this week. We have to thank uh, Jeremy Buck and the Bang. The train wrecks. Got to thank the train wrecks. Um, we have to thank Jordan Monsell. Monsell me some art. Go to Jordan Monsell. Really? Yeah. Go to jordanmonsell.com or Silhouettes by Jordan on Facebook. Buy some art. I'm going to buy some art from Jordan Monsell. He's just got to get back a hold of me again. Yeah. Buying some shadow uh, puppet art. Really? Is that what they call it? Silhouette art. That's what Silhouette they call it. Silhouette or shadow puppet art. Why am I calling it shadow puppet That's art? That's a different thing. That's a totally puppetry of the shadow. Tommy and I always show you that in a little bit. Is that a thing? <laughs> Uh, we also have to thank our intrepid last place in our Fantasy League producer, David Knoll. Dino. For producing the show, putting it on up. David Knoll, last place right now as it stands. Lost again this week. Man, he's going to get that naked baby. We're going to have to ship that naked baby trophy to Dino. We have to. It, it's heavy. It's it going to cost heavy. us a little bit of change. Yeah. Take it out of the prize pool. Be worth it, though. Take it out of the last place prize pool. Worth. Uh, anybody else you want to thank, Brent? Matt Stafford. Why would you want to thank Matt Stafford? I, I was eating this. I, I was starving in the desert, and I wanted some head cheese and ate his head for a week. That's just the grossest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) All right, it's time to get out of here. Good night, everybody. You're gonna have to drag me.